Welcome to the Cost is Courage podcast. Being a human is hard, and courage is required to do it well. Whether you need a champion or a coach, we've got you covered. I'm Lisa Baker. And I'm Melissa Dyer. And we're so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the Cost is Courage podcast. I am super excited because today we're going to talk about some of our favorite books for cultivating courage. That is exciting. I think we are both pretty major readers. Yes, I am becoming more, I I don't think many humans read as much as you do, but now that you're a mom, (laughs) maybe (laughs) that'll change a little bit and you'll understand why we're all not maxing out our library cards every month. (laughs) We we just added two more library cards. We let each child get their own. Awesome. And I think we now have 6,000 <laughs> books in our house. Every time Mr. Baker comes home from the library with them, I'm like, okay, but you have to like take back more books than you bring home. <laughs> like we, yes. Eventually the whole library is going to be in our house. Um, but I love their eclectic choices. Like the little one got a kid's book on economics. You think that's funny, but actually my big kid is now reading uh, personal finance, like a Dave Ramsey. And Uh she's like, I'm loving this. Okay. But my kid is four. (laughs) Like that's a difference. I think Uh, she just liked the piggy bank on the cover. Yes, I'm sure. (laughs) So, but you know, for, I think for both of us, just from all our conversations, we know that books are important to us, that they play an important part in our lives. We're pretty thoughtful about what we choose to read and books serve as tools, guides, yes, thought provokers. Um, I think one thing that books serve for me is access to people and voices that I don't have access to in my everyday ordinary life in my circle. So um, they're an ever present companion when you need. Mm -hmm right? A voice that's speaking to what you're going through. They are wisdom that you can't get an appointment with. Right. Well, it's just, it's that convenient accessibility, you know, that you can go back and read it again and, you know, make notes, right? All the things. I mean, I just am often sad that there's just not enough time to read all the books, right? Like, that there will always be books left unread. And cause I do like rereading books, but sometimes that feels, oh, I shouldn't do that. I should read new books and different books because like you, I like hearing different voices and being pulled out of the way that I think, or being pulled out of my own perspective and right. seeing a new one. So, yes. Yeah. And they're a great source of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which is why we have a list of books that have helped us, encouraged us, challenged us. Yes. So, and I would say, like, we've each picked five books to talk about today. I would say that these are not even, I don't even know, I don't have, like, a top book list. But I was thinking specifically about, like, well, what are some books that stand out that have helped me in a particular moment, like, that I reached for because I needed growth in a certain type of courage or you know needed a push or a boost or sometimes where you read a book and you didn't even realize that you needed it and it just kind of surprised you yes so and we're we're doing this now 
because we know Christmas is coming, Black Friday is coming. Yes. So should you want to bless some people in your lives with some encouragement, we offer our suggestions. So these will all be in the show notes. I think we'll I also- think plus, I think we're going to like, this is going to be a, a good resource episode. Yeah. Links, maybe downloads, whatever. clicks, whatever. Whatever we can do. And there will be more than just the books that we talk about here. So oh, if yes. you want to see like a fuller list, yes. I'm even going to put a few like want to read books, like the ones that are on my next list. And I love a book club. I feel like at some point we need to have like a courage book club Yes, that we read together. So even my husband and I, sometimes we do a little two person book club and we read the same book and then we talk about it. So, so cute and fun. I know we are cute and fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is your first book? So the first book I'm going to list, and I know we have two by this author, yes. but I am going to kind of put my stake at the ground and be like, I want to talk about this book because I have referred, I have read this book multiple times, mm-hmm. and it is not nonfiction. So um, it is... Um, I mean, it is nonfiction, but it's not like a business book. So, you know, those kinds of books you may go back, you know, back to over and over again with the highlighting of this and that, but this is narrative, it's memoir. It is A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller. Mm -hmm. And everyone I've referred this book to has loved it too. Mm -hmm. Um, It's gender neutral, which is awesome. And... The reason why I really adore this book, it's not just going to make you kind of like laugh and cry, but the fluidity of the narrative Mm -hmm. and helping you understand. I mean, the theme is helping you learn how to live a better story. And I do think we all want to live our best story. Mm -hmm. And that takes courage. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So that is, that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. You referred that book to me and I read it and I loved it. And I was like, I need to talk about this book with people. So I established a book club with seven of my closest girlfriends from college because of that book. And now we have been having our book club every month for over a year and a half because you recommended that book to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. It's a good one. And I know, you know, Mr. Miller has segued into the business world and is helping all the business people, you know, communicate their business story and all the writer Mm -hmm. world is crying (laughs) that he is no longer. Um, However, he's still phenomenal, phenomenal writer and communicator of story and helping you to understand your own story and what to do about that so the fact that I just wrote a book where I shared my story his book obviously influenced me a lot yeah and so I'll go ahead and say that my first pick not you know that I'll share right now is also by Donald Miller and we (laughs) question the wisdom of having two books by him on the list but if you haven't read him already hopefully this convinces you that you should you know, and I was thinking about books that have been, you know, specifically helpful to me at various points. And so I read his book, Scary Close, right before we got married. 
and I wasn't reading it at that time because we were just about to get married. Like I just read all the time, all kinds of things. And it turned out to be the perfect book to read right before we got married, because as the title implies, like it's about relationships and that being vulnerable and intimate in relationships is terrifying because you're taking risk. Like, what if I tell you I love you and you don't love me? Mm-hmm. You know, what if I reveal this thing about you and it makes you change how you feel about me and I lose, you know, the closer you get to someone, the bigger the risk, like if you should lose that relationship. And so that was a great book for vulnerability and intimacy in relationships. And that obviously requires tons of courage. Yes. Highly recommend Scary Close, Donald Miller. Okay. All right. So And have you read that one? I have not. You should. You absolutely should. You would I love know. it. Now Piggybacking on that, mm-hmm. talking about intimacy and relationships, there is a book called Fierce Conversations, and it is written by Susan Scott, and she um, has does executive coaching and, and helps people understand the power of great conversations, conversations that are very um transparent Mm -hmm. and the power in there. So my husband and I were at a conference, saw her as a speaker and she kicked off her talk, narrating a story between a husband and a wife. And, um, the wife is always wanting to talk about the relationship and is asking questions to the husband about the relationship. And he's thinking, why is she always asking about our relationship? She wants to talk about our relationship. And her big thing is, um, the way she lands the plane with the story is she's, she says the conversation is the relationship. So basically the quality of your conversation reveals to you the intimacy of the relationship you have. Absolutely. And the, the whole idea that the prefix con means with. Mm-hmm. So she talks about, are you having a conversation? Like, is it talking with someone or are you talking at someone? So when we leave the conversation, the conference, we're like, wow, how many times are we speaking at each other instead of speaking with each other? And it, it definitely has been transformative in our marital relationship. And even, I mean, we work together too. So when we're talking about business decisions and stuff, it's still, it has been powerful and transformative. So her book really unpacks that whole process. I love that. I'll have to read that one. Yeah. And I love that most of these books, we haven't both read them. I <laughs> so know. That is pretty cool. I'm putting these on my, on my list. So how about yours? Next, I would go with, okay, so it was really hard to choose. Obviously like Brene Brown has yes. to be on this list. I felt like <laughs> maybe we should leave her off the list because she's on every other list, but there's a reason she's on every list. Yes. So I will say that her books, well, they're all good. Uh, but I'm going to recommend Gifts of Imperfection okay. as my, you know, for a particular angle of growing courage that, you know, I am a recovering perfectionist mm-hmm. and being okay with being imperfect, being seen as having flaws, not knowing what's going on, you know, accepting quirks and all of that, like that her, her book, I think, on imperfection specifically is just a really good one. I mean, like I said, they're all good. Daring Greatly is great. 
Braving the Wilderness was great. I even read her. Like she too has gone into like corporate leadership type stuff. Dare to lead, also good. But Gifts of Imperfection. If you have any uh, perfectionistic tendencies, control issues, anxiety, shame, mm-hmm. like she really talks about how, um, you know, being willing to be imperfect is a place that like helps you grow compassion and courage. Yes. Yeah. Good. Have you read that one? I haven't. And I'm so proud of you because I know that you would like to have all five of I know. yours. I know. Probably that... by next. Well, they will make it into the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> all the links, all the links. Okay. So the next one that I am going to talk about is a memoir by Katrina Kennison entitled The Gift of an Ordinary Day. And the reason why I am going to share that one is because it met me in the same place. Like it converged with me in the same season of life that I was going through. And I do believe that exploring your feelings and what's going on inside of you takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. And it did help me um, really grasp um, tapping into the feelings, the emotions I was having in that season of, of life where I, I really had been working so fast and doing all these things. And then when I kind of had to do this big giant pivot in life and it led me to the slowdown season while I'd finally gotten slowed down enough that I wasn't kind of managing problem solving and crisis, you know, reaction. And I was kind of finally in that season and present in that season. And it was so rich that I was feeling all the feelings and it was really like the attachment and the deep feelings and like, Oh my gosh, I really love my people and permission to be like, it's sad when we're going to move out of this season. Like they're not they're My little people are not going to be in this life stage. I'm going to experience loss. They're going to age out, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of, this was her story. You know, she had, changed out of career and was in a season where her, her children were becoming teenagers and just managing a lot of life transitions. So it met me at the same time. Oh, big crybaby. I was reading this book, (laughs) but it was the courage to feel like it helped me unlock that courage to feel. And I think to help me um, realize those are really good, good feelings to have and it was okay and I didn't need to be afraid yeah of that well and my book that's right along those lines which just straight out from the title is permission to feel (laughs) by Mark Brackett and this just came out recently okay Um, but I think you know I mean so he's uh like has done research in this realm. And so, you know, it's maybe not as like memoirish or narrative as your selection. And so, but if like giving yourself permission to have your feelings, to get curious about your feelings, to kind of unpack where your attitudes towards your feelings have come from and like strategies for changing them, then, then I would absolutely go with this one. It's a, it's a more sciencey one. 
which is so funny that I have a feeling one that's totally like memoir and you have a feeling one that's science-y. Well, I think it makes sense though, because I mean, these are like, it's basically like what all my grad school textbooks were. <laughs> like we had, I read no memoir in grad school. It's all, I mean, I'm looking at my bookshelf here in my office and they're all very, very science-y. Yeah. <laughs> books about depression and things. No. No, I'm not reading books about depression. I don't want to. Don't wake me. Okay. Um, next up for me, Priscilla Shire's book, One in a Million. I think it's a book and a Bible study. Um, I read that in a season where I needed to believe I had a promised land. So obviously, like, this is a book that references um, scripture and the story um, of Joshua and Caleb and outlines how they were basically one in a million. Like they believed so strongly. God gave them a vision. He allowed them to see a better future. And even though the people around them were Mm -hmm. stuck, God was faithful and they did see that promise. And I think it was in a season where everyone around me was stuck and everything we wanted to do looked crazy. Like people are like, why? This is right before Mm -hmm. we moved to Florida. And they're like, So why are you doing that? You know, and everyone's questioning what you say. And I, I always kind of reference, like, it's a good thing we didn't know how hard it was going to be. But we made it. So I do feel like in a lot of ways, like that's, that's our, that was a catalyst in that season of time to kind of stoke that. I believe, I believe I can. Mm-hmm. I believe the, we can. It's the courage to pursue yes, the dream. Yes, exactly. So my next one. So I wish that it didn't have like four women in the title because I think that actually the book itself is universal. Okay, um, good. But it's The Assertiveness Guide for Women by Julie de Azevedo Hanks. And I have recommended this to several clients. I read it in a book club with other therapists. Like I said, I love book clubs. I've gone to several of them, you know, and so being assertive, drawing boundaries, you know, understanding your attachment history, those kinds of things, very useful. You know, I feel like this is a practical book, you know, and I think, so not only is it for women, but the book is also hot pink. And so, you know, I, like, I understand, you know, why, because I think, stereotypically like women women struggle more with having a voice and speaking up and standing up for ourselves um but if you are a man listening and you feel like assertiveness is one of your areas you know get the kindle edition so you're not walking around with a hot pink book if that is too much (laughs) for you you know but i think too that you should have the courage to walk around with a hot pink book because you're amazing i think Um, that's so good because really that's it's challenging because i think that people like to label they're like passive or aggressive, but assertive is right in between. Yes. You know, and necessary, mm-hmm. necessary for growth, ne- necessary to expand your personality. Um, you're not going to live without cur- with courage if you are unable to be assertive. assertive. Yeah. And the way that I've always explained it to clients, you know, so when you're aggressive, you care about your rights and feelings, but not someone else's right. rights and feelings. And when you're passive, you're letting other people's rights and feelings be more important. Like you're not considering your own. And when you're being assertive, you are respectfully and lovingly 
taking care of your rights and feelings without trampling on the rights and feelings right. of other people. That's why assertiveness is so important. And healthy. Yes. Okie doke. So I'm here on my number five, right? Yep. Okay. So I recently read a book by Rebecca Reynolds and it is called Courage, Dear Heart. It's a compilation of essays. Mm -hmm. It is definitely a faith-based book. Um, if you even just read the introduction, like I definitely was crying all over the place, but I do, I think it's an offering about um, the role that suffering has um, for people of faith and how suffering um, gives us d dignity, like the dignity in suffering and um, how suffering is experienced in community. And I do think it is a call to courage to say um, you shouldn't be forced to hide all of your suffering, especially um, people of faith. It is important to be able to be transparent, to have the courage to be transparent about um, what you're going through, your trials, mm. your sufferings. Um, it's not something to be covered and act like everything is kumbaya all the time. But the beauty of a faith community is actually to be able to suffer together. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think it's a great companion. I think that's one of one of the things that a book can do is it can provide companionship and encouragement mm -hmm. when you're in um, a place in your life that you may not have the people that you need. Um, yeah. And at least I think that's the great thing about books and writing and language is that they can give you the words to communicate something that you feel that you might be able to invite somebody in to say, this is what I'm going through, like yeah. gives you language. So that's why I chose that book. Well, and similarly, so my last one uh, by Elizabeth Gilbert would be Eat, Pray, Love, which <laughs> similar to what you were just saying, you know, I read that book when I was actually on my own Eat, Pray, Love journey. Like I had blown up my life and left the country and just took off across the world and read it in the middle of that. And so just reading someone else's story that had, you know, just in some ways a very parallel experience and you know, her ways of testing herself and healing and, you know, just finding the courage to just do something that is so radical and so right. different. Like you said, with the moving Florida, where it's like, I mean, I moved to Japan and then decided I wasn't ready to come home from Japan and <laughs> took off elsewhere and just legit wandered. Yeah. <laughs> um, like 26 countries. <laughs> uh, so you know, finding those kinds of books that speak to you. But really, I'm going to sneak in a bonus Elizabeth Gilbert book because, you know, so that was my like, her, like parallel reading experience. But her book, Big Magic, that kind of helps you push through fear, especially in creativity, um, I think is also just a really good one. Do you have a quote from that one? From Big Magic? Yeah. I do. Well, why don't we go ahead and close the episode this time? Because I know we're going to have maxed out show notes for everyone. So we don't really need a takeaway. But why don't we end this episode with a quote? Because I think you read it and it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. So basically, your fear is like a mall cop 
who thinks he's a Navy SEAL. He hasn't slept in days, he's all hopped up on Red Bull, and he's liable to shoot at his own shadow in an absurd effort to keep everyone, quote, safe. And with that, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Check out the show notes, do your Black Friday shopping, and bless someone. Yes. And there will be lots of bonus books! (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Cost is Courage. Being a human is hard, and to do it well, it's going to cost some courage. If you enjoyed this episode, one way you can tell us is by writing us a review. That would mean so much to us. And be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Thursday. And don't forget to check out the show notes for resources, tips, and other fun surprises. Bye for now.